Hello everyone, hello Ireland. I would like to address my nation to the people of Ireland. I respect you all greatly and I would like to put forth some of my thinking. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, good dew. My God, my God, my good ju- good, good July, happy Christmas, oh happy, mama, oh happy mama, New mama. Year. Happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa, what's Kwanzaa? The airline. Kwanzaa is not an airline, that's Qantas. Tell me when will you be mine? Tell me Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa is a... Um, it's an, is it an African holiday or an African-American holiday? I'm it, asking you. I don't know. I have no idea what it is. You use the word Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa and now you're, is... A, now you're flapping a, around on your phone trying an, to find Kwanzaa. I'm not even looking. It's an African holiday that isn't uh, Christmas. It's, it's in place of Christmas. Oh, I did not know that. They yes. do Christmas over in Africa. They do. But this was certainly um, something that was reclaimed because, of course, Christmas was brought to countries in Africa by white colonialism so there is a difference to it very nice mm-hmm. it was created by Molana Karenga and first celebrated in 1966 yes. it's a pretty new thing then it's really isn't very, it Kwanzaa very very new but it was just Kwanzaa has become a more commercialised more commercialised when observance of the holiday has waned oh so it's basically like, it was like they brought Christmas, or the, the colonialists brought Christmas. Then Christmas became a thing. Then the Africans were like, screw you and your colonialist holidays. We're just going to, but, but we like the whole Christmas idea. So we'll do Kwanzaa. Is that we're it? Going to do, oh yeah, we're going to do it ourselves. So like the Jews have Hanukkah and all you white people have. But Christmas came out of the Christmas. Jewish fe- feasts. Yes, didn't of course it, it did. And it came well, out, of, Christmas, uh, and, and out well, of the midwinter feasts. Because Jesus was a Jew, obviously. So there's that. But then there's also, uh, it came out of all the Celtic feasts. Yeah. Because it was like, oh, they do a lot of things around the winter solstice. So let's just rob all of those and make one big, better day. Where but Santa loads of cultures have, uh, did things around the, the midwinter or the winter solstice. Like yes. the Incas were the same and then that yes. was appropriated into this, again, for Christmas. Cr- Christianity. So yeah, all, yeah, but the, the Christianity used all of that, all of the existing stuff all over the world. Yeah, because everything itself. happened at the solstices because it was all about the natural world. Every other religion pre-Christianity, which isn't about the natural world. So the question I have then about, about the Kwanzaa world. then, my question is, what was it, what the Africans just didn't have anything until the Catholics or the Christians came along? No, I'm pretty sure they certainly would have in almost every culture and tribe in Africa have had. But why something. wouldn't they have? Why did, wouldn't they have done, gone back to do that? Because rather maybe than... some do, and maybe this is a unifying force in America amongst black uh, people. African American culture, it's yeah, African okay, fair American enough. people. Fair, it's oh, right, not okay. in the continent of Africa. I, I misspoke oh, earlier on. Mea culpa. I thought it was. This was. Um... Yeah, no, I think it's a it's a, a black American it's a Western thing. Thing, yeah. Again, a Western thing. I got you. I'm going. Hey, I want I want some of that, but I don't want what you have. I want something different. Kenya West should get in on this. Actually, this Kwanzaa oh, business. Jesus, Mary oh, Jesus. Will we do this number one? Do you want to do number one, Kenya oh, West? Okay, okay. Tell me when will you be mine? Tell me, Kanye, Kanye, Kanye. Uh, yes, Kim Kardashian. It looks like she's going to dump him, doesn't it? Isn't that the talk? Uh, she's going to dump him, uh, and this is phase one of the dumpage. Not a jury put- in the land would say not, anything not- against her for going, do you know what, lads? I don't think so I you- can do this anymore. 
Mm. Like I don't agree with someone leaving someone just because they've got mental health issues. Like that's awful. Of course you need your supports. But then we're not living in this relationship. Uh-huh. And But are are they are they? Are, are they? It question. must be too too hard at this stage. Like he starts talking about how she almost aborted their first child out loud. Oh yeah. This is her hard, life. Yeah. And uh, uh yeah, Kim, just do what you need to do. Do what you need to do, girl. <laughs> and I I because the thing is, he will get help. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, Where was it I saved the statement that she put up? Because there was something particularly, um, something made me go, oh, hang on, uh, in that where uh, she, it was all very, sorry, I'll find it. Sorry, go on, finish your thought. It's just, I, I know people who have been in relationships with people who are bipolar. Uh-huh. And it, it is not easy. It's work every single day. But it's the... See, I don't want to. Sp- I don't want to speak for other people, but I just remember it being said like the meds are the most important thing. And once, if meds aren't being taken, uh, kind of a trust issue is broken. Right. And uh, and I I haven't been in a relationship with someone who has bipolar disorder, so I don't know. Obviously, he is incredibly vulnerable right now, mm. and he is a man with resources that are more than my mind can comprehend. So his acting out is on a worldwide scale and we're all looking at it as though it's entertainment and it's these people's lives. Yeah, but see, the thing is their brand is actually entertainment. You know, even yeah, though it's their life, see, but their, their brand is entertainment. Their brand is, I mean, all the way back to the sex tape and to the, the best-selling albums and being a controversial wild child, rap music being different being original I know but you know the way selling we, runners but you know the way we and I understand that and, and their celebrity is used for the capitalistic system so is that we consume their goods and services I get that yeah but, and they're the like the they are the pinnacle of that they are yes, the epitome of that but yes 100% they are yeah. the top like hopefully this is the fall of the form of capitalism of we all have of that. now like it yeah, would be, be lovely, yeah. but looking back on on how we looked at Britney during her breakdown yeah like it was not right it was not right all those tabloids following her around it, and, and I get that Kanye can control this in a much better way because of social media now so it's it, I wouldn't say control is the right word but certainly it's not like it is paparazzi following him around chasing him off the roads all that kind of stuff but when I think back on Britney and the head shape also he's a man the, he's older he has a, a much bigger, uh, much more um, developed support system around him. E- even just the form of the Kardashians and that whole brand. Like, it, it, she was a young a young girl. I know I've been patronising. No, she was. Uh, she it's was inappropriate. But she was a young oh, girl in a very difficult place. And there was all the, the, the relationship issues that she has had at the time with mm. her father and all that business. Mm. And then her own relationship issues as well. It was a very different thing. And of course, absolutely, it was wrong. Uh, but again, do you know, it's, you know, live by the sword, die by the sword. You know, when your, when your brand is, uh, she never signed up for it though. That's she the issue with, didn't. with the, these She didn't, she was a stars. baby. And it's just that Ryan Gosling and Justin Timberlake and Christina Aguilera came out of it better than she did because they didn't achieve the level of worldwide fame and the, and the sort of fame that Britney achieved. 
Uh, let me have a read of this. I understand Kanye... Uh, sorry, this is um, Kim Kardashian. I understand Kanye is subject to criticism because he's a public figure and his actions at times can cause strong opinions and emotions. He's a brilliant but complicated person who on top of the pressures of being an artist and a black man who experienced the painful loss of his mother and has to deal with pressure and isolation that is heightened by his bipolar disorder. Those who are close with Kanye know his heart and understand his words sometimes do not align with his intentions. Living, I think this is the bit that got me then. Living with bipolar disorder does not diminish or invalidate his dreams and his creative ideas, no matter how big or unobtainable they may feel to some. That is part of his genius, and as we have all witnessed, many of his big dream, big dreams have come true. Am I right on this? Yeah, I'm still on the right. Uh, okay. As many of you know, Kanye has bipolar disorder. Anyone who's seen this or lived with a loved one in their lives who doesn't know uh, knows how incredibly complicated and painful it is to understand. I've never spoken publicly about how this has affected us at home because I'm very protective of our children and Kanye's right to privacy when it comes to his health. But today I feel like I should comment on it because of the stigma and misconceptions about mental health. Those that understand mental health illness or even compulsive behaviour know that the family is powerless unless... The- oh, this was the bit. Sorry. Those that understand mental health illness or even compulsive behaviour know that the family is powerless unless the member is a minor. People who are unaware or far removed from this experience can be judgmental and not understand that the individual themselves have to engage in the process of getting help no matter how hard family and friends try. That is basically a statement to the world that like, you can send me all the DMs you like, lads, about my husband, but I've tried to do something about it and he's not having anything to do with it. And this is also to him, to the world. Like, I'm now telling the world that I've tried to get you help and you're not engaging with us on this. Yeah. Uh, That's the way I saw it. A hundred percent. You can only imagine the woman's frustrations with this, with what she's been dealing with at home, now yeah. being played out publicly for the world. And him, yeah. the way he's see, talking the about is, her they, they and her mother. They have a show called Keeping Up With The Kardashians that's run for 20 yeah. years. But you see, and the thing is, this is where the bite back comes because, yeah. again, they've been controlling that narrative and they're not in control of this narrative. Mm, that's true, yeah. They're not. Like, Kanye is controlling what's happening now, even and just by the mere fact of him being out of control that has been placed on him by his meds, he is the one who's in control and they're not. And you can see that he kept on texting um, Chris this year. Oh, really? This year, you've got to talk to me today or whatever. And she wouldn't text him back, which is good because he released the text to the world. But um, he said, Chris won't, Chris... Chris won't get back to me. He called her Chris Jong Un, Un is what he called her. Oh, Jesus. And then Christ. because she wouldn't text him back, she was like, This is white supremacy. She, oh, he said about her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, he didn't even say this. Is, he just goes, started his tweet and then it goes dot, dot, dot. And then she goes, White supremacy. Did, um, because she's did controlling the fact that she won't get back to him, I think is the thought process in his. Oh, head. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So he knows he has to be going through Chris. To, to get to his wife, to is get it? or yeah, to, get, to get something sorted. Yeah. So Chris is the one who is controlling it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, sorry, not Kanye, but her side of things. Yeah. Um, uh, did I read somewhere, or is it just a nonsense story that uh, Caitlin said that she'd like to be in his administration when, if he wins the the White House? I I saw that somewhere. I was like, would you get out of town? So, you know. This is her way of just trying to make the family talk to her, isn't it? Maybe, just I don't know. Just saying anything, anything about them. 
Yeah, it's a funny situation. Uh, anyway, by the way, I'm allergic to the Kardashians, but this whole uh, meltdown seems to be like everywhere today. So, uh, yeah, I suppose we'll be continuing to watch it and see what happens next. Do you want another one? Um, I can't. Oh, yes, you are absolutely. Number two. Hold what? on. You're absolutely right. I do feel this is just returning to number one very shortly. Caitlyn Jenner wants All to right, be. All right, here we go. Caitlyn Jenner wants to be Kanye West's vice president. Oh, lovely. Vice Did they get president. on? I don't think so. It's just say something to the papers then. Is I think it? it's the crack. just, you know. Um, Chum the waters. I think that's what it is. So, sorry, this is taking ages for me to get. Why is it doing that? And then Elon Musk being involved as well every day. It's all very strange. Yeah. They, he needs to, they need to uh, intervention time although it does suggest or her statement does suggest there's been some sort of an intervention already but it hasn't really worked then we are we taking her word for it then there's always the, there's the cynicism or the this is my cynicism of course of of going well does this play into her narrative better than it does his one is this a Chris Jenner thing is this a manager thing is this a business thing is this to keep the whole thing going what you, you think it's a stunt it, any, you never know with any of it with these if people. If this is a stunt, if this is a stunt, you're playing on mental health issues as a stunt. It cannot be. It, it, is, know, it would I be the most disgusting them. thing. But how would we ever know it was a stunt or not? It's uh, the other Caitlin thing. There are people said, that buy what they sell, hook, line and sinker. People think that when the two girls smack each other about the head in a in a in yeah. one of their fake reality shows, it's like, oh, did you see the fight? Do you know, like, how much of it is real? How much of it is fake? And how much of it is planned? How much of it is to... Like I mean, this on some level for the likes of Chris Jenner has elevated this whole brand and the whole narrative again about them for another f- three, two, three years anyway. Do you know what I mean? It's not just this news cycle. Do you know? It all feeds into the whole. Yeah, it does, and I'm sure they're at home. I'm sure Chris is at home, kind of going, "Okay, how can we turn this to our advantage?" But again, you are dealing with very serious mental health issues. Don't be playing with that stuff. I'm sure. I, I am I naive? I'm like, surely it can't be. A stunt. Um, Caitlyn Jenner said, I texted him and said, can I be your vice president? Right. Uh, we'll see what a combination. She was just taking the piss. She was talking to TMZ. And he said, white, no way, white supremacy. White supremacy. <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner is 70. Yeah, she's a good age. Uh, when she was on that um, jungle show, the Anton Deck, yeah. she was quite old in it. I, I saw it a couple of times and I was like, oh, yeah, she's old. Yeah, 70. Jesus Christ. Okay, number two. N- number two. Do you want me to do it or do you want you want to do it? Oh, you can do it. I can do it. Uh, Irish man jailed in the US for trafficking rhino horn. Oh, good. I'm glad you're in jail. Here's a horny story. Uh, an Irish man has been sentenced to 12 months in prison in the US for the illegal trafficking of a rhino- rhinoceros horn. I was actually going to play uh, horny, 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 horny this morning. Gotcha. As a, you know, it'd, be, it'd be irresistible. But I, I didn't in good. the end. There's so many, so many. And of course, it was One Direction's anniversary today as well sweet mother of is it their anniversary of them getting together or breaking up 10 years together since formation 10 years since they got together today today is one direction I know right feels like they've been around all my life is it our lives and I'm a lot older than them our lives have been particularly tumultuous over the last 10 years our lives have been particularly boring I think it's been ups and downs like in our lives Particularly our lives, like career-wise, life-wise. Like, it feels like... It feels like they've always been there for me. Like, when, that, <laughs> that when I was a teenager. 
they were there for me and I'd be singing that's what makes you beautiful because you don't know you're beautiful but if you found out you were beautiful you wouldn't be beautiful anymore so you have to remember to not know that you're beautiful in order to be beautiful it is the perfect don't song. read too much into it it's I just will, a good pop song I will it's always just a good read. pop song with words that don't mean anything I will always read into that song so much because it is a mind melt you don't know you're beautiful that's oh, what makes you beautiful you yet I'm worst. singing a song about your beauty to the world which is going to inform you of the fact that you are indeed beautiful so when you find out that you're beautiful I'm not going to think you're beautiful anymore because this you know that you're beautiful a, this is not a thing to don't love be angry it, they're just they were it. children at the I time lo- I'm not angry I think that philosophically children. that's one of the best songs ever JP used to always make the joke when we play it uh, uh, at the time, like 10 years ago when the song was out. Uh, he would do because you know the way like Nile Horn has become a much more refined character now, mm. I suppose 10 years of money and success yeah. and just growing up since he was a child uh, has changed him into a, a quite a put well to put together young man now. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas at the time he was clearly the effing idiot of the group and the others were all the... The, the star camp types or the the, the yes like they, they were all groomed to a certain extent they were the Billy Barry kids they were the BAFTA school kids they were the I've yeah, got they were, to be the, local drama place. yeah or yeah. the yeah they, they were not they weren't necessarily Brit school level no. but they were pr- probably on a course towards that you know like and it was sort of a bit you know cowls people go in and they're like sent all of those ones yeah because they've got the best chances absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. whereas Niall at least maybe naively I'm thinking this. Niall was like just a young fella from Mullingar who went was, up to Dublin for the day. Yeah, it was certainly that. And then it was Louis going, there's an Irish person in this band. And yeah. then little did they all know, it's like, oh damn, he's very good. Yeah, he's, like, he's, he's the most charming. He's most the capable, most charming. Most he, level-headed. Like, he can play an the instrument and he can sing. And yeah. he's actually learning how to play more instruments as we do this. And he's interested in that and not just the celebrity side of things. Oh, he's very good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, the but anyway, he, at the time he was the feckin' agent of the group, clearly, right? Uh, or at least that was his brand. You know, he was right. like, "I'm sure I'm just here for the laugh. I'm sure I, I could, you know, this could all end tomorrow, and I'd be grand with that as well." Yeah, sh- sh- you know, a, a divot a bit, feckin' agent from Mullingar. Yeah, and uh, I'd have to find a bit of audio for you now. But JP would always describe that. You know, the there's a bit that's like a drum kind of bit of like it sounds like drums falling down the stairs, uh, and JP would describe it as there's Niall falling down the stairs with the drum kit <laughs> every time. <laughs> Go back and listen to One Direction, What Makes You Beautiful. And then at two points in the song, there's like a... Really? <laughs> oh, right. okay. It's like, <laughs> there's I Niall know, falling down the stairs with the drum kit. I know that bit. Is that what he's... <laughs> every time, he would say it. And every time, it would make me laugh. And now every time I hear that song, I think of Niall Horan. Falling a young Niall Horan. Not Niall Horan now, but Niall Horan as a, a feckin' agent. Yeah. Can get away with wearing a waistcoat... No socks and a pair of loafers, Niall Horan. This is Niall Horan before he got the braces in, or just as he got the braces right. in. And he's got a brand new t-shirt from Pennies Still wearing on the Converse beach. and yeah. baggy jeans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My God, <laughs> 10 years, is that all? It's only been 10 years. How long years. have I, they been broken up? This is the thing, right? And But if you were to say about another band, I don't know, from eight years ago, you'd be like, oh yeah, that, you know, that makes sense. I think for One Direction or something, it's... It's a weird... Also, they burned bright and faded fast, One Direction. They were only gone for a few years. 2015, they broke up. So they did five years. They're, they're gone as long as they were together. Uh, Yeah. 
They confirmed Nearly. at the break uh, 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 November 22nd they were going to break up for 18 months but they never got back together. There you go. Oh, and all the stories today are all they about One Direction break two-year silence amid reunion rumours. That's not going to happen. Well, but the why did they all start following each other on Insta again? There's probably a stunt or something going to happen, is there? But it's hardly going to be a proper reunion. Yes, don't need, there no, will be something, another it. film. Who really? does it? But do any of them need it? None of them actually need it. Uh, maybe a couple of the other boys that are not doing anything, but they, they don't need the money. But they all have money. Liam Payne is terrible. Liam, Louie and Zayn. There is absolutely no soul in any of his music. I listened to some of his album. I was like, he doesn't even know what he's singing. Uh-huh. Awful. It was just like, oh my God, please stop singing about sexuality because it's making me realise that you're a Ken doll. Very scary. It was wrong. Um, who's the other one? Louis. Louis. Don't know what's going on there. Wants to be a mogul. Very weird. Um, Zane. 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 <laughs> so, and then there's the other pair who are working and doing stuff. And, and I then think Nyland, of that, I think, Nyland Harry. I think, happy out. I think because Nyland Harry are doing individual things and being quite successful at it for now anyway, they don't really need to be getting back together. So it'd have to be something else like a film or something like that. Or a one-off special or a something. I t- I'd take a one-off special. I'd love oh, a I One Direction one-off special. We all would. We would all sit in watching that oh, one night only on ITV. Fantastic. I'd love to watch. Hosted by Dermot O'Leary. No. Oh man, I can't stand but it would be. Oh my God, my mother last night there was an add-on for Peter Crouch. I haven't watched it. Peter Crouch's television show. Peter Crouch Save Our Summer or whatever. He's got a TV show on BBC. I didn't and, know that. And then I, um, I, all I hear yeah. from my mother is, oh Jesus, she's wearing some clothes tonight. I was like, what? And she was like, that one there. She never wearing any clothes. Maya Who? Dama. Oh really? She's normally skimply clad, is she? She's normally skimply clad, and I suppose it is—it's directed at young families and old people. And what time is it's it on at? It's instead of the one show or something, isn't it? Or what, it's what is on it? It's on on Saturday night. It's Saturday night like quiz show. Oh, okay. I must watch it. Because What's her job on it? It's Peter Crouch Save Our Summer, and she's the co-host, but they don't bother putting her name in it. Oh, of course. Shocking. Um, but my parents have become massive fans of Peter Crouch. Oh, he was on Question of Sport one night. He was absolutely amazing. Oh, he was on Jonathan Ross one night. He was so funny. I've heard him on the radio. I was like, did you, Dad? I don't know how I got it, but I got English radio one day. I said, did you? So he was on BBC Radio 5 Live. He doesn't know how he got it or how he'll ever get back there, but he enjoyed it very much. There you go now. Uh, Crouch is apparently very charming and his podcast is very successful. Yeah, hugely successful. Hugely. Oh. Mm. Mm. Anyway, we were on one D from oh the Irish fella with the horny horny horny. Yes, uh, yes, he. Um, uh, this is in Waco, Texas. Uh, he pleaded guilty to conspiring to traffic in horns from black rhinoceros. Waco, Texas. I know, right? If if <laughs> well, f- finally, finally changing the reputation uh, from well, you know, neither of them are particularly nice stories, but making making us think of Waco for a different reason. Um, it, at least this is where he was in court in an equally uh, bad way. Making us think of Texans the exact way we would think of Texans, that they want to kill rhinoceroses and endangered species to mount something on their wall. He appeared in federal court. The US authorities had sought his extradition from Ireland to face charges. Oh, right, so he was in Ireland. So he's in Ireland. He was in Ireland and he was brought over. 
and then he appeared over in, in Waco and he's been sentenced to a year over there. Now, a few years ago, there was, uh, there was an, uh, I'm talking maybe a decade ago, there was oh. an Irish uh, ring of people who who uh, were caught up by Interpol or Europol in trafficking in endangered species bits. Wow. So they're involved in Anything that. Anything more on the, the, the elephant thing? Did they, was it a virus or something they said in the end? Do you remember the, all the elephants in Botswana? They're saying, didn't they say it was a virus? So this is the story we were talking about last month. That Did we actually they, talk about it? We mentioned it, yeah. Right. About the, all the elephants that dropped dead and there was no reason why. And there was all this aerial footage. They were like, there's 300 elephants dead and we cannot tell you why. And it's not the water because other animals are fine. It was just elephants. 350 elephants yeah. dropped dead. Mm. Some of them walking in circles. This was the 7th of July. It was like a brain disease. Oh my God. Imagine. Imagine being an elephant. Is there a song stuff. about that? Uh, oh, an elephant fly. If I saw an elephant fly. Sorry, wrong thing, wrong thing, wrong right. thing. I was going to say, I am, no, you're thinking walruses. I am the egg man. <laughs> Officials had verified 281 elephant carcasses two weeks ago before a survey was launched uh, and there have been no further deaths. So apparently it's swept through the elephant population. Killed them all about the same time. Who's this Irish fella? Where is he from? Do we know anything? What Irish fella? With the elephant, uh, the rhinoceros horn. Who is he? Yeah. He's not related to killing the elephants now. I know, but they didn't name him, no? Oh, they did, yeah. His name is um, Slattery. John Slattery from Limerick. Oh, of course. What age is he? 30. 30 years old. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. There he is now. Did he feed? Was he on your show last night as well? She's the raw in. Yeah. Anyone within the 30 mile radius of that The castle? Strand Hotel. The Strand Come on Hotel. In. We'll interview you. How's it going? Come on, come on in. Both of the Dumbelievables. Lads, it, it couldn't get any more Limerick slash Tipperary border. Than now, to be fair, I just. I just ran into Pat Short. We didn't arrange it. I just went, how are you, Pat? In the milk market. And Where he just else went, would he be? How are just you, Maureen? In, in close proximity of the camera now, in Limerick the City. The day Center. that it was there that we were talking to Pat, that we just ran into him. It was like, hiya, will you chat to us? Grand. John Kenny then, as we're talking to Pat, walks past us and waves. <laughs> in the milk market, it's where you gotta be. I presume one of the Munster players featured... One of the old Munster players. Did any of them show up? Yes. Which one? Yes. Which? Jerry? Try to get... No. The big baldy fella. I don't know. I, I, why? Come on. Come on. I'm not rugby. I know. You know who I'm talking about though. C- give like, there's me, two of them. Give me another descriptor because there's another bald person as well. There's two, three bald people. Two big bald people. But one of them did show up. Come on. Did did one of them yes. show up? Yes. Right. Right, okay. There was the there was the there's a the really big mountain man. No, not the bull. So the Not John the, bu- the Bull Hayes. No, there's a re- the recent guy that would have been friends with Is he still in the team even possibly? No, he's not. No. Oh Jesus, I'm so crap at rugby more. He's one of the most sure? famous rugby players in Ireland. It's not Ronan O'Gara, because no. he's the ginger fella, but his pal, the he's big baldy guy. He's not the ginger fella. Ronan O'Gara is not ginger. He's gingery brownie, isn't he? No, he's just brown. He has a gingery look about him. Well, he's right. he's protesting about so his gingerness. Who's his mate then? You know who I'm talking about. And then there's a guy from years What's and years my ago who's name? also O'Connell. Paul O'Connell. There you go. Jesus Was he on? Mary and Joseph. First cousin. 
no relation in any way, shape, or form. Uh, um, but he, he was on. And then there was a guy, there's a guy that used to have an ownership in spin years ago, the year spin, crummy spin. Oh, second, my God. second rate spin. Sorry? <laughs> Keith Woods. Keith Woods. Keith Woods. Keith He's Woods. the one I was thinking of. Oh, that's who you were thinking of. He's baldy though as well, isn't he? He's baldy as well, yes. Yeah. Of yeah. course, I'm able to make the radio connection, but I'm not able to make the... I wouldn't expect you to. I just would expect you to make, just go, I'm surprised you didn't just go, a rugby player. Oh, ha- I, know why you went, I know why you went to Jerry, <laughs> Jerry Flannery because he's involved in Joe. So that's media. So you're like, okay, that's grand. No, not really. Actually, I, I was thinking, doesn't he have an involvement in a pub? That's where I... That's Flannery's. Where... <laughs> all of the Flannery's in Limerick. That's Jerry. Well, no, that's, it's not. That's how I think He's of, got of him. Two. I, associate, I clearly associate Jerry Flannery with his... With alcohol, his two, empire. D- no, with pubs and with um, his image, the, 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 his look. His look. His, his style. You the the, the look. look of Flannery. You got the, fl- the look. The Flannery look. Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, then I knew there was I knew there was a baldy guy, but I didn't know that that guy was... <laughs> whatever, whatever, I can't keep going. <laughs> rugby my dad is like an absolutely massive rugby fan did I t- ever tell you this my dad is a oh. humongous rugby fan like he bleeds rugby he's obsessive about rugby my dad really? like if you go to our house it's all you know the way like when a rugby player retires they write a book my dad is all of the books like and it's all the same story basically wow. went to school went to training made some of the best friends in my life learned how to focus <laughs> worked hard played the game and now here's the book it's like really it's essentially the same story and he has shelves of these books of rugby players he is absolutely like and it doesn't matter who they play for I mean he's obviously lives in in Mayo so obviously Connacht but he, and r- Irish rugby of course but it, like all rugby players he knows most you know he's so big into rugby he played rugby himself as a kid he trained Ballina, one of the Ballina, a couple That's of the good. Ballina rugby teams. Like you can imagine my father's disappointment then. Yeah. In this, his eldest son going, was the baldy man that used to be involved in radio? Did he show up? <laughs> well, <laughs> so, but now- but any time a rugby player appears on the six o'clock show, my dad and I talk to them. My dad is genuinely like. Pfft, Mind blown that like, you can you know. that you can do that. No, not even not even faking it, but just like mind blown that I met them and that I I shook the man's hand and he's an absolute you know he's like a saint. Do you know what I mean? Whereas, like, of course, I don't treat them like that. I just treat them like you know human beings. But he that really are likes those things. Kicking well, a ball yeah, around. There's that. What? There's that. He yeah, like it's 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 his thing. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I I'd, I'd struggle to think of anything that I think. Maybe I'm just at this too long, though, that I would think, like, I would be like, oh, my, oh, oh, my, oh, my God. Oh, my, oh, my, maybe Tina Fey or something. But even at that, it's like, you know what I'm saying? I do, I do, I do. Would you have someone? You're at this a long time. Uh, Mary Robinson. Really? Would you genuinely have with Mary Robinson? Yeah, I think so. I'd be like, oh, my God. God." I think so. I genuinely think I would. I'd be a bit... My eyes would be all wide. I do think maybe that just, I would. Maybe I'm just hardened. I'm just worn down. I think there, are, someone, there sure. are people that I've gotten moments of. If I've been sort of in awe of them or if I think. If I think that they're very good at their jobs, 
I can get the sort of flutter inside me. Dennis O'Brien. But that was probably for a different reason. Maybe. Now, there, there was a nervousness in the sense that, like, this is the guy, the head of the Owl Empire that I'm expected, the evil empire that I'm I'm just a, a, a stormtrooper in. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And he's the, he's the big boss. Yeah. So when you're shaking the big boss's hand, there's an element of... But that's probably a different kind of nervousness than it is fanboyishness. It's not. I'm certainly not a fanboy. I wouldn't no, have been a fanboy. Definitely a different sort of a thing. I yeah, I would assume bossish nervousness. But then there was a sort. There was a sort. Not fanboyishness, but a sort of like, oh my god, you're uber famous and you're a billionaire and you're my boss and like your skin is incredible. <laughs> Did you ever find that with Dennis? Did you ever, you must have met him over the years. Did you? No, once, and I met him at a thing. Uh, he walked over to a table and said hello and then walked away that's all I have that's my in, the entirety of my interaction with Dennis Bright I've met him a few times and incredible skin like like just rich people rich people's skin rich person's skin like absolutely rich person skin is amazing a 20 year old woman woman's skin rich people <laughs> Rich person's skin. Yeah. Yeah, that must be it. And hair. Like, the hair always immaculate. Like, you'd be like, how often does Dennis O'Brien... That's the other question, but see, Tuberty's different. Because Tuberty actually works in RTE and they just top him up every week before he goes on. So let's nip here, let's nip there. So the hair's always... Like, Ryan Tuberty's hair has always been the same. He's never yes. looked, looked in the mirror and gone, geez, I need to go and get a haircut. You know, Remember when, when Ryan was first like Ryan? And he became Ryan? And I oh. always thought, you know, he was in his 40s. Because and this oh, has right. just been on the, this is before he got the telev- any television show, and he was like twenty nine. Yeah, young foggy. He was so young. I roll. So young. Uh, anyway, sorry, you wanted to move on. Uh, sure, let's move. On. Number three. That's Number very low. three. I'm very low there, lads. Very low. I'm very low. I went very um. What's her name? The comedian. I'm very low. I said to Fred. And I'm having this Julie, baby. I hope, I hope it doesn't. I said to Fred, if I'm having this baby, I hope it doesn't look like your mutton head. <laughs> That's the kind of the way she talks. The kind of talking that way. No, why are we very low there? <laughs> you're you're losing it. Oh, stop! I was I was right though, wasn't I? Jesus sake! Second you know, Dublin, about everything I do. Second Dublin construction site closed over coronavirus. There you are. This is within a week. Yeah. So uh, this is one at Grange Gorman where the DIT is it? It's not DIT anymore. TU. I know, yeah, yeah, but you know what I'm talking about. Isn't DIT. that what it's called? TU. Um, TU Dublin. Dublin. <laughs> to Dublin. To Dublin. So that is the second one. Some one person has a case and they have to close the whole thing down. Um, it's getting pretty serious, again, lads, isn't it? Uh, it is getting a bit serious but it's not getting like cripplingly serious I know but then you know Dr Ali who who died yesterday um, Uh Jesus God bless him like working in intensive care working in so many other hospitals his daughter spoke so beautifully your heart would be broken for them because he was just doing his job he was a young man and and for and for this to happen and I swear I just I'm so worried that we're going to be sent back into phase two uh, and I and I feel thing, guilty though, the, the, saying it out that, loud because I'm like if I say it out I shouldn't say it out loud. Yeah, that doctor's death that you were talking about he he had been this is not to diminish it in any way, uh, but he had been in intensive care and in treatment for 
quite a long time, wasn't no, it? Wasn't I know, it yeah. like the case that he got it in the last week or so? And then no, was... no, no. I know. No, yeah. I know. Yeah, he had been. He was just one of the ones who didn't survive. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, he had been very sick, but he was also, you know, doing his job and he contracted to this virus. So, um, and that's been very interesting. Uh, all of the evidence to the COVID committee this week about the drop-off rates and what's going on in the healthcare service at the moment with them not being able to replace staff because staff who are sick, there's no one there to replace them. Uh-huh. Staff who are taking maternity leave, it's like, well, there's no one to replace them. We Most of our nursing staff were propped up by people from India and Southeast Asia. Oh, I know, yeah. And they sure, can't mother, come in I, at the moment. My mother used to tell me stories like, and this is before, this is as a result of the last recession and then uh, a recruitment freezes. And I'm sure your mother could tell you probably similar stories because she would still know people in the health service. But that, like, my mother worked in a nursing home and it was very often the case that she said that if a nurse didn't come in or it was it was quite often like a, a nurse would get sick yeah. or a nurse would be injured, a nurse would have damaged her back or a nurse just wouldn't be able to do her job or a couple of nurses could potentially be in that situation. Never be replaced with another full-time nurse. So off long-term sick... And then just have these uh, people who are not qualified nurses, yep. but like healthcare assistants, just filling the roles that they just shouldn't be doing. And this is in nursing home scenarios where the most vulnerable people are the people most vulnerable to attack from COVID-19. Once this arrived, were expected to fight at the 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 the, co- the, co- at, the at the front of the, this the, vi- the virus battle. And they were already in a bad way. So imagine then what happens if just a couple of people in a staff get sick with either COVID or just are just off and out or just scared to come to work, which happened mm-hmm. with some people as well. Where does that leave the numbers? It's it, it, incredibly it's, low. Yeah. Incredibly low. So I think it's um, for an awful lot of us, there's something in the back of our head that we're all terrified. We're going back a phase or that lockdown is coming back again or isolated lockdowns or targeted lockdowns. And I don't want to say it out loud. I don't want to say it out loud. But but that's how that's how I'm feeling, guys. And also, yeah. I finally got a hair appointment and it's for the 17th of August. So I'm convinced we're going to be back in lockdown by the time. Before then. By yeah. the time. I Hopefully, hear. that would be incredible. Actually. Because that's what's really important here, guys. My hair. Forget about doctors dying, everybody. Yeah. Maureen yeah. has grey hair. Yeah. In fairness, you could to have be sorted this out now. before now. No, you could so, have sorted this out before now. Yeah, I know. But right. My normal hairdresser let me know the week of that she wasn't doing hair anymore. I was like, oh, flip. So then I had to go and try to find a new hairdresser. So then I emailed a place, went on the waiting list. Now, I did get an email back a couple of weeks ago going, if you haven't heard from us, do this. I didn't do that until oh, no, God, no. the other day. So so I went in to a hairdresser the other day and they said, absolutely, let's do a patch test on you. Someone have a look at your old hair there. And then they went, we can fit you in on the 17th. <laughs> Did you watch any of the um, documentary last night? The nation, or not nationwide? What's the other thing? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The frontline. The sorry. The um, prime time investigates. (sighs) Yeah, yeah. Again, it just goes to show how stretched we're going to be if it all falls apart. If it all falls apart, and it's also going to be how stretched we're going to be when things like cervical check, breast check, uh, you know, prostate checks, when they all come back, and it's like, oh shit. You, mm. Oh, right. Yeah, none of that stuff is back. Uh, uh, this is the, the rate of COVID-19. The median age of a confirmed case is now 33 years, with about 70% of cases among people aged 45 years or less. 
Almost 55% cases are in Dublin, followed by Kildare at 10%. See, wow, it's okay, us. So. It's us leaving. It's fucking dubs leaving. Let's just put a wall around the pale and make us stay in. I'm not a dub. I would like to. We'd be interested to see now where, where, and then this is also the staycationing, like with the loads of dubs. See, that's the thing. I'm like, is there going to be a flare up in Kerry uh-huh. and Cork and Connemara and Donegal? So I don't, I don't, I don't know. I also, they reiterated don't. that uh, this whole this whole green list thing has start, is beginning to really cheese me off now because I know just don't don't travel. Hello, it, it, hello, hello. Who's there? It's, Who's that? It's my mother. Are you in a dormer? Is your bedroom a dormer? In Ray Limerick? is wondering if we're in a dorm. There's there's Ray, ma'am. You see Ray there? She can't. You've got headphones on. Ray. I know. Hi, Ray. Mama. Hi, mommy. I say hi, Ray. Say hi to the podcast. <laughs> Oh no, she's not. Oh, she God. Was like, oh, oh God, God, no. oh God, I'm gone. Oh God, Where are oh you God, going? no. You're going now? What Go on, I'll let it? you off. Go spend some time with your mother before she goes. Hold on, wait, I'm coming. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Can go I on, go, 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 go. She's leaving no, I tell now. you what, I'm gonna, we're going to go anyway. We're going to go anyway. We're at 40 minutes and it's gone on long. This this old charade has lasted long enough. I oh, she's so shy of the microphone. That, no, it's actually fine. Go spend time with her before yeah. she goes anywhere. It's like, uh, she thinks t- that we're, it's like she thinks that we're on the television, that we're live on the radio right now. You still have to come back though for to Dublin, and you're in Limerick now. Yeah, so I should probably go because it's gone eleven. So final answer: Moran's childhood bedroom is it a, a do- in a dormer bedroom type scenario? No, it's a, it's the attic. Oh, you're in the attic, separate room. It's an attic room. It's a converted attic. Your childhood bedroom. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like dormer type of. Oh, affair, sorry, yeah, 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 but it, it used to be different. They got it redone when I was thirteen because we used to have a, an L shaped, and then they turned into a room. Okay, but I've always lived in the attic. Yes. They put the accidental baby up because in the attic. again, it was like, you're not meant to be here. We've got a certain <laughs> number of rooms throw her up in the attic. We're going to have a few people over this evening, Warren, so we're going to need you to spend... And we're going to give you a sliding door so that you think that Freddy Krueger is coming to kill you every night. Lovely. Uh, we'll uh, talk about that and more on the podcast tomorrow. <laughs> Warren's therapy. Warren's standard Friday therapy <laughs> I session. I have to say goodbye to my mother. She's leaving. Um, Go on. Okay. Uh, at gmail.com. Stay away from yourselves. And, and each other. other.